Turkish word. David Silver, fuck! How in the hell are you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing okay. Just okay? Only just okay. Yeah, I'm better. I'm better. Today was not a great day. But it could have been worse, and that's what counts. Truth. Truth. I like your optimism. This past week, this past week I went one, two, and fans, everybody won the one that matters. Fuck you, Alyssa. Enjoy that 50 point fucking loss. Yeah. Alyssa, you're a fucking terrible fantasy football person. Your spirit sucks about fantasy football. Fuck you. And I didn't, I even, I didn't even use like the beep that time. Did you notice that? Not that. Nope. Fuck you, Alyssa. Jesus, that was a lot of hate. <laughs> Shout out to our super fan, Brooke. I got your interview out, buddy. As you know, you know, I said it was gonna take a little bit cause I had a paper to write. For all those again, I, don't, I can't remember if I mentioned it last podcast, but 39 pages is what it came to. And uh, I'm done, that's it. Piece of paper in the name, finally, that I'm actually proud about. Fucking excited. And uh, yeah, on to the next thing, of course. I mean, yeah, just give me some, you know, plant science stuff, but that's the other podcast, right, brother? Yeah. Shout out to that, though. I'm definitely cross promoting it. Resonate Radio, episode 15 The Horticultural Divide with Dr. Darren Kaplan and Ted Hussey. Fucking awesome, awesome podcast. We talk about growing weed at large scale and it's two of some of the two of the smartest people i talked to in cannabis for sure the guy dr deron kaplan is a doctor because he has a phd in cannabis production first dude in north america to ever have it so and then tad actually inspired me to go to school for horticulture and take it so i was really excited that i got to include him on the end of it so yeah big things popping over here i'm uh, i'm excited that i got it finished so uh, Brooks interviews out. Everybody, please go uh, go get episode uh, 24 of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football podcast, which would make this episode number 25, David wow. Silverberg. Did you ever think we'd go 25? You know, when we started this, I wasn't sure what to expect, but we've been having a lot of fun. Touchdown Seattle. Ooh. Lori, had to interrupt you. Watching the game live, Russell Wilson throws a bomb to Freddie Swain, 17-15, 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter, folks. Woo! We're recording a little bit late today. And DK wow. Metcalf finally got a catch. Yeah, and Metcalf doesn't even fucking in. catch. I'm going to lose that one. Speaking of pets and uh, pets and picks. <laughs> pets and picks. Wow. Russell wow. Wilson's finger looked good there. Anyway, you didn't know what to expect. We got two point conversion coming here. Oh yeah, okay. Well, wait. Hold on. Let's 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 go this live. We've got this is the first two point attempt this season, folks. Russell Wilson is in the shotgun. We got four wide, split set. Oh, Washington's confused. No one's open though. Intercepted. The Washington football team go win 17-15. Sorry, Brooke. But that was a good effort. All for naught. That is going to be the Seattle Seahawks' eighth loss this year, and I think that officially puts them out of it. I think that's it for them. Oh, easy. Yeah, I think that's it for them. That was interesting, man. They were definitely confused. Either you and talking, oh, man, maybe Russell should have threw it. Oh, uh, you should have thrown it probably to the Z on the outside there, on the right. Oh, well. All right. Well, with that, all the games are decided for this week. Yes, sir. They are. 
Well, uh, we'll get to this fun very shortly. So you didn't know where we were going. You didn't know what to expect. That's where I cut you off. Apologies. Yeah, I didn't know where we're going, what to expect. But here we are, episode 25. Wild. Fucking wild. I've been having a good time. I'm super excited. I'm yeah. uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that it's still going. Glad that we haven't killed each other yet. And, you, uh, you know, you never know though. It could get crazy, especially if you guys get competitive. Ever, you know. Speaking of the Giants, of course. Oh, we will be with the new GM. I'm so excited for you guys to make our division interesting again. Yeah, new GM, new offensive coordinator. Yeah. All right, well, David Silverberg, let's get into it, sir. Oh, so Brooke just posted a status that yeah. obviously got a Seahawks game. Yeah. Two words. Two words status. First word, no. Second word, words. And <laughs> yeah, that's it. No period, nothing. That's it. No words. Uh, Brooke. That's her status now. I don't know. What's that going to Less than a minute ago, breaking news. That's Brooke's status right now. I like I that. Feel bad, I'm sorry for your loss and for your Seahawks this year. I'm hey, not. these Patriots are somehow good now. Fuck the Patriots. Fuck the Seahawks. Fuck all of them. They mean nothing to me <laughs> whatsoever. Fuck them all. Thursday night, Thanksgiving, Thursday day. Uh, again, happy turkey day to all the American friends. Uh, I fucking love doing Thanksgiving. I cooked a massive bird. And uh, about 15 pounds, 15, 16 pound bird. And I've uh, been eating turkey every day since, as you should. So, yeah, absolutely loved it. Had uh, turkey nachos, turkey sandwiches. We're on it over here. You know, and not only did Thanksgiving just happen, but I do have to say to my fellow Jews, happy Hanukkah. Yes. Exa- yes. The fellow. Hanukkah came on this year because it's. Everyone doesn't know why it's because all the Jewish holidays are based on the uh, Jewish calendar, the Hebrew calendar, uh, not on like the calendar that like you know the rest of the world uses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why yeah, Hanukkah is at different times every year. Dude, I'm like, I remember it being right. Let's start like wrapping right Thanksgiving like a day after two after. Okay, so like I'm Ukrainian and we also <laughs> run on this like other calendar thing. So like. Yeah. Our like Easter is, or our Christmas is in January and same with our New Year's. So Christmas is like January 6th, January 7th. And then uh, New Year's is always the 14th of January. So, stupid. dude, no, it's awesome. I was always getting two Christmases growing up. It was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. The 24th. I'm just saying starting the year, January 14th versus January 1st. What? Well, I'm just saying. If, if you already agree on the premise that January is the first month of the year, why wouldn't it be the first day of the first month as opposed to like half with the first month? We can't argue with, with logic of this. The only logic of this as a kid is I had Christmas Eve at the stepdad grandparents' house. I had Christmas Day at my grandma's house, who was also Ukrainian, but we would still go to Christmas Day at her house all the time and do like the 25th one, which is funny because it's also the day my uncle's born. So... There's definitely been a couple of years where we completely fucking forgot his birthday because it's been Christmas. That's been fucking funny to watch like in, in real time. Sorry, Uncle Chris, but you know, shit happens, right? And then we fucking, you know, go back for January 6th with just a whole other fucking dinner. And then, I mean, yeah, when my grandparents were running the Ukrainian catering hall, we would do New Year's. So then New Year's was a giant party with like 250, 300 people. And uh, yeah, just wild so three christmases and two new years because obviously 31st and the first we do too so yeah mm. I'm, I'm all about those holidays in the separate calendar as well it's a fun time really blessed yeah maybe that's why i have such an obsession with uh doing the american thanksgiving instead of the canadian thanksgiving that's still like my version of a different calendar or something <laughs> yeah all right well let's get to it instead of going through my fucking family history because i'm sure people don't give a shit about that and i've already skipped through it our first game, and obviously the worst game ever, ever, ever. <sighs> the Bills, or sorry, the Bills. I was looking at another. Uh, the Bears and the Lions. What a horrible yeah. fucking game. Um, 
I fell asleep in this one, so I forgot honestly what happened for a little bit. I, I know the Bears won. I was right about the three point game. Uh, coming well, I wasn't worried about the three point game. I was right about it coming down to the field goal. It, yeah. uh, literally down to it. It uh, was that much of a just a horrible game. Uh, nothing to really see here, brother. Not gonna lie, just total shit. Um, DeAndre Swift got injured on like the first carrier that he had. Yeah. So that was great. Um, yeah, it turned into a shitty game. 16 14. Uh, I am not starting any of the Bears. I don't care how much you like Mooney. Uh, Robinson's Gonzo Montgomery is bad uh, coming back. He has not been good. And I actually started Montgomery and I'm disappointed. Yeah. Mooney's not bad though. I think moving forward, I don't see him. I still don't see how he's going to be viable. Yeah. I don't know. We're trying to win games now. It's not about mediocre players. This is, I mean, for the 12-team league that I'm in, we got three games left in the year until we hit playoffs. So Playoffs? Playoffs? Um, I mean, Lincoln Riley going to USC. Whoa. And then you see the bigger news today uh, that just happened. Um, the Notre Dame coach going to LSU. Who's going to LSU? Brian Kelly. Really? He is going. That oh, is my God. I just saw the That's gnarly. Oh, man. That's two huge changes. I mean, How do I of coaches from, like, good football schools going to other good football schools. Like, like neither are clearly an upgraded program. Like, well, that's it's interesting to see Kelly taking over for fucking Ed, Sir Orgeron over there. Um, huh. I don't know if that's going to make us relevant, though. I don't know. I'd still, I'm more excited to watch LSU football under Kelly instead of Orgeron at this point. So that's that, you know. I mean, I don't think anybody. I mean, are you even old enough to understand like the importance of USC? Like, USC used to be. I mean, I get that it's like a foundational like college program, but like, so is Oklahoma. Like, but USC used to be like the premier program. Like, everybody yeah. would stop everything to watch USC. The fucking the uniforms, the fucking cheerleaders. Like, always sunny in California everybody would stop to watch them and then all of a sudden they've just like been terrible for a long time oh yeah so that's what i was saying i was like it's pretty much like i'm 35 so it's kind of i was right at the end of them being really good and then you know everything went completely downhill there so pretty much anybody under 30 doesn't really understand like how much of a pillar like even fucking ucla man yeah usc ucla football like both of them were just yeah so but it's amazing how like even Cal- uh, Lincoln Riley, he's like 30-something. He's the same age as me. I think he's somewhere in there. 38, maybe? I don't know. He's in his 30s. And, like, it's unbelievable how a dude that young is just going to, like, fucking shift college football in a mass. Like, there's our Oklahoma's already had five or six decommits already. This is Yeah, something. that's crazy. Well, and, of course, the storyline that people were saying, I don't know if this is true or not, if there's any to this, but that he's kind of running away from the SEC a little bit, you know, because – like it or not, SEC is the best football conference in college football. There's no disputing it. And so, you know, as great as Pac-12 used to be, uh, if you look at who's down right now, right, it's the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. But LSU is uh, only like two years away from winning a national championship, man. It hasn't been that long since we fucking won it. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, LSU's up there. We have a lot of great football schools in the SEC. Inherently, I mean, they're the best football conference at this point. They have been for a little while, I think. And so, yeah, I mean, given the chance that he had a chance to basically bring this program to the SEC, the best football conference in the country right now, and he went to what is currently a weaker conference, even though it has a great history. Uh, oh, one of the shittiest, if not the shittiest, like, big name conference out there i feel right now the pack yeah. has been fucking gutted man it's brutal uh, i think the storyline out there is that he is going to be someone who wants to be a big fish in a smaller pond and that's why he's leaving the chance to go to the sec for the pack 12 said 
And that might be that might be completely bullshit. That might not be have even remotely factored into his decision whatsoever. That's what people are saying. I think it, it came down to a lot about money for sure. I think that might be true. Well, I'm sure I'm money boosters. And you know, sure. well, one of his top quarterback recruits is also from California. He's got a bunch of people from California. So I think it's a little bit easier possibly to get those kids just to stay over there than to come over to LSU. I think that might have been, yeah. uh, you know, might have been a factor in it there. Because it's like the other thing is that, like, there's groups that they have, you know, chatting about this shit. There's always parents, you know, of all the commits that are talking about what they're doing and all that sort of stuff. And I bet you he caught wind of something where it was like, you know, it's easier just to go to USC. And they probably just gave him a better contract. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. USC really need to revitalize their program and LSU found what they got in Kelly. So maybe it just wasn't good enough. I don't know. Yeah. I could see that. Cause he's, I mean, yeah. he's a whisperer, he's got Heisman trophy winners coming out the wazoo commits everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why he'd be scared of going to the SEC. Alabama's not that good anymore. I mean, you know, let's it's, it's definitely a, closer conference this year for sure so unreal anyway i had to get that off my chest because that's uh i mean all those players that come to us here in the nfl that we're going to talk about for our draft previews are going to be coming out of this guy's fucking school for a little while and same with lsu i mean that's going to put them back on the map for sure it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty excited well, that's why that. i not really i'm not a fan of college football but i keep an eye on things a little bit just like that's honestly one of the best moves you can do is like draft a rookie who you know is gonna be good because of his college career. That you think he's gonna be good. Well, that's why I have Jamar Chase in all three of my leagues. Is I kind of kept an eye. I was like, oh, okay, so this guy is like legit. And also the fact of like knowing he was Joe Burrow's teammate, you know. Yeah. Like those two things combined gave me the confidence of drafting Jamar Chase this year. The perfect example of that, right? I've been probably um, I've been cheering for LSU since like two thousand and six. 2007 somewhere in there so that's the only reason i know about jamar and and uh, joe burrow and that's the thing with me is i just pick a team and i stick with it so um yeah i got the opportunity to go around to baton rouge and i did some disaster work down there they had they cleaned out there and yeah it was really really interesting everyone's real nice and yeah i fucking i was already watching some of their games anyway and so that's the fun thing about being canadian you can just pick one same thing about me being a tar heels basketball fan anyway let's get on with it this was uh, the worst game of the week by a country mile. Wasn't even fucking close. Um, I cannot fucking believe that uh, the NFL makes this amount of money and they still refuse to fucking make their referees full time. We got fucking yeah, right? part time officials coming yeah. in and making these decisions. Um, I'm honestly sick and fucking tired of it. And I'm really not, I, you know, obviously I'm saying this with my own bias in the Cowboys-Raiders game, but let me be clear. I mean, it wasn't just the Cowboys that were getting shit penalties called on them. There were shit penalties called on the Raiders. There were shit penalties called all over the fucking league this week. All over the fucking league. I just, it's really, it's yeah. really fucking goddamn frustrating. And I just don't understand it. And especially, especially when, you know, fucking americans down there have legalized betting you know uh are you guys how long are you guys going to put up with this bullshit is basically what i think it's going to come down to i mean yeah it was pretty bad that one there i don't that one in tennessee where mike grable had to throw the challenge flag just to get a touchdown on that one where the guy does not get touched until he's about two or three yards into the end zone that's just it that fucking broke me I mean, the Raiders Cowboys game completely fucked up the entire game by a mile. Uh, but that fucking call in the first quarter in Tennessee just absolutely fucking so, set me right off. So, uh, NFL, get your fucking shit together. Hire some fucking full time referees already. Pay them to be full time. There's yeah. no fucking reason not to. Let's get it together. And literally, dollars. like the offseason, like their jobs, we just watch tape and like practice. And like, yeah, dude, it's a fu it generates over five billion dollars. Are yeah. you fucking? There's no reason why you can't do this and pay for their benefits and all that shit that comes with being being full time employees. There's yeah. no reason you can't do this NFL. Come on, uh, it drives me nuts. So that's I think you probably expected a different rant 
maybe about me being a sour Cowboys fan. But again, as this probably proves, I've been a referee before. I've sat on executive boards to fight for referees issues for fuck's sakes. So, you know, I feel pretty passionate about them. I don't totally want to throw them under the bus and, you know, say it's the referee's fault, but you really fucked up this game, Zebra Stripes. You really did. As a Cowboys fan, the thing that I will say is I didn't expect to play two teams in black and white on Thursday. That's for fucking sure. 36, 33 Raiders, Derek Carr, first quarterback in Las Vegas history with 300 plus passing yards on Thanksgiving. Uh, Cedric Wilson, who started on my fantasy team, had the most amount of targets and receptions. I also started Zeke and Tony went off. Was a really, really nice week for me, and I still lost. Why? Because I face teams who decide to have their best weeks of the fucking year against me every single year. So the highest scoring team this week by 35 points played me. So that was fucking yeah. yeah. I would have waxed almost everybody. There's two teams within one point of me, one and a half points, where you know, but I had fourth highest points, and it's just like God damn it. I can't get any luck this year, but good game for the Cowboys. Uh, the only news that I have on that one uh, is I did get a DNP alert for Cedric Wilson today. Uh, I'm not planning on, on starting him next week. I actually taking him out of the lineup. So uh, it's because uh, who do I got coming back? I got somebody coming back. Can't remember. Oh, I got Alexander Madison that I'm going to be putting into that spot. We'll get to that one later. But uh, yeah, Cedric Wilson, do not play. It's not clear what they're going to do with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I know that he's hurt and there's talk about giving him a little bit of rest, but there's absolutely nothing definitive about that yet. I was looking before we started today. I, I fucking can't find anything on that. But I, have I mean, it makes sense. They're going to make the playoffs. So yeah, I, I mean, for me, looking at the playoff picture, I would like to see it because the as many ways as I can see it coming down to, it really looks like we're playing the Rams again in the first round. I don't really see how else it's going to change uh, barring something crazy. So I'm expecting to play the Rams again and have another rematch with them in the playoffs. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I like Derek Carr. He keeps uh, putting up garbage time yards, but uh, yeah, that was just a weird game. Uh, just a very weird game. Um, oh, also Mr. Waller. No severe injury or severe damage okay. from MRI, but I'm thinking he's going to take a week off maybe from being sore. I don't know. I'm just winging it on him taking a week off, but that did not look good. Uh, no. And no. Uh, I was very surprised that he had no structural damage. So, Yeah, for sure. Wow. Uh, well, that's a lucky break. Big time. Yeah. Bill Saints. This one shocked the fucking hell out of me. Uh, 31 yeah, to six bills. Uh, wow. Thanks for fucking showing up. The Buffalo bills is their first win in the new Orleans Saints Superdome since week 17 of 1998. What were you doing in 1998? Holy, uh, lost five straight going into that game. So Buffalo got their business on, uh, shout out to my boy Dawson fucking Knox. look at that Corey making the call in benches kyle pitts for dawson Knox, and what does mr dk do um three targets three receptions 32 yards and two touchdowns Woo -woo! 15.2 again with the loss it's <laughs> funny you know what i heard about the saints today what finally happening they're starting Taysom Hill against my Cowboys Thursday night yeah makes sense I mean I don't understand why you would ever start servicing in the first they really like besides the fact that Taysom Hill is coming out of questionable call like for that first week fine but like after that has Trevor Simeon ever actually had a good game in the NFL didn't he have one good game with them or something did he I don't even know no yeah, I haven't. I mean, this is well documented on this podcast. You and I have both been completely clusterfuckered at why they've been starting Trevor Samuel over Taysom Hill. Sense, especially with you're, just you're, signing that contract. Yeah, with the contracts, with the talent level of the two. I mean, I just 
what are you doing? What have you been doing this whole time? I'm so confused. I can hear it though. It's funny. It's like genuine fucking confusion over there from Mr. David Silverfuck. <laughs> yeah, what a game. Uh, how did Dixie Boy do over there? He had a pretty good game. He had a 12 point game. Beautiful. Good job, Mr. Diggs. Oh, help, me, help me win that matchup a little bit. Nice. Oh boy. Oh boy. Because I. At one point, I won my 50 plus points having benched for net stupidly oh. for David Montgomery. Don't worry. We'll get to that one. As you know, I'm fucking right pissed about that because I know you I, are. I was playing for net. Thanks. Fucking unbelievable. Like, the point is, I could have won by like about 30 more points. I could have won by 80 points if I had started for net over Montgomery. Anything else about Bill Saints? Uh, if you got a Bill player, uh, you're probably starting them I mean, at this point. And uh, if you have a Saints player, you gotta be all concerned. Kamara was out again. Uh, I got him in my, one of my leagues, and I lost the league partially because Kamara didn't get to fucking play. And now in that league, I also have McCaffrey somehow because I got I traded for McCaffrey. Oh. I was playing and running Kamara and McCaffrey to a championship in that league, and now McCaffrey's out for the season. I don't know when Kamara's coming back. This is not looking good for me at this point. I'm very concerned. Yeah, I know. Uh... I know all about trading and looking like I'm sitting in a fucking beautiful position and then absolutely uh, getting smoked. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Well, it's funny. People, there were apparently some people who were like a little worried about me getting Kamara and McCaffrey in the same team, rightfully so, because like two of the top picks going into the season. Normally, uh, this was right before McCaffrey came back from injury, so he was still on IR when I traded for him. Um, but like... Still, I mean, this is this went way worse than I thought it was gonna go. And and what I said in our best pick, which we'll get to, um, we'll get to the actual bet the pick of it on Thursday. But what I said is correct, which is he's down for twenty plus points any given week that he's not gonna get injured in. And he got injured in this game. I'm not sure when or how, but he did. Well, Mr. Silverberg. As uh, an enlightened man once said, how'd that taste? Tasted bad. Yeah. Bitter. Very bitter. Yes, EMC is uh, is unbelievable. He really is. Well, uh, but don't worry. We'll we'll get there. Buccaneers, Colts. Buccaneers, thirty-eight. Colts, thirty-one. Tom Brady, nine and zero versus Indianapolis since twenty ten. I told yeah. you it wasn't. Remember, we've had this conversation before. We did. And okay, so can you finally fucking say that you know you're wrong and I'm right? Because like nine and zero, oh, it's not even fucking close, dude. In eleven yeah. years, you're nine and zero. Oh? Yeah. No, it wasn't close. The Patriots dominated those motherfuckers every goddamn time, and it sucked. <laughs> Well, so I think a lot of the games were like this game where it was back and forth till the end and the Patriots just scored last because Brady is that good and Brady leads the team to victory more often than not. So I think, it, I mean, I think it's assessment for Brady more than it's a condemnation against the Colts, whether they like that or not. Uh, but yeah, he has a number. I'll say that. Hundred fucking percent. Drives me nuts. Fucking hate the guy with a passion. If you couldn't tell. Um it was this is actually a really, really interesting, um very, 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 very interesting um uh, game. Yeah, they really need uh oh. What? I remembered. We'll get to it. I but I remembered what you wanted me to say. Okay. Thank God. Thank god um okay this was a close game it was closer than i wanted it to be carson wentz what jonathan taylor did nothing until the last drive to the last fucking drive yeah so uh um, i was nervous for a while but then he ended up with a decent game at the end yeah i was nervous and and of course of course of course the moment that i fucking you know Mention the fact that Jonathan Taylor hasn't done anything. 
What does he do? Goes off. Yep. Absolutely goes off. So now so. he still couldn't break the record that I thought he was gonna break, you know, set by the great Lydell Mitchell or whatever the fuck his name was again. Oh man. I can't and wait also for Drew's tied by, Also tied by the great Ladina and Tomlinson. True. True. Who's obviously not quite as notable as running back. Yeah. Wow. Uh, y'all are nuts. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. By the way, I wanted to tell you um, back in 2014 when they were actually good, when Arian Foster was the number one running back for Houston, when Jordy Nelson was killing Green Bay, when Nilk Foles was like throwing fucking bombs like a motherfucker. I got all those players. I traded the number one draft pick, a number 30 draft pick, uh, another seven round draft pick, just blew out my whole season on the other side take all this guys what happens arian foster tears his fucking groin and jordy nelson fucking goes down on like the first play in the championship fucking game and i lose that season and finish second place again david silverberg so and everybody when they saw that trade lost their fucking minds they're like oh my god you just gave up draft picks for all those guys it shows you never fucking know what's gonna fucking happen so yeah Nasty business on that yeah. that point. Um, I think you're starting Gronkowski. By the way, good call on Gronkowski. Did pretty well. Uh, I know he didn't. Mean, get what I he was, wanted to, but pick. he did good. He needed seven more fucking yards. That's what he needed. Yeah, he still did really good though, man. Got to admit. And I call and I told you there's that one pass where he. Oh, for God's sakes, I'm not editing the crunching out because the audio is in this, and if it's good, then. I just, you know, don't make me fucking, I'll kill you. Uh, no, sorry. That's a public thing. I won't kill you, David. I will love you forever. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Let's get out of this Buccaneers Colts thing. Um, oh, this, this fucking game ruined one of my betting ticket. Jets 21, Texans 14. Houston, really? You fucking come out and you absolutely run game against the Bills and then you can't go home and get up to play the Jets? Play the Jets? Playoffs? You're never fucking getting there with performances like that, you fucking pieces of shit. The New York Jets' first win versus Houston since week 11 in 2010. At least you can remember what you were doing in 2010 and not 1998 there. Hey, silver fuck. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely a football fan by 2010. I was not a football fan by 1998. So I would have been six then. Good lord, you're a young buck. Yeah, and so as a Jets fan, first of all, okay, let me say this: I understand from the player perspective and the coach perspective why you go out and play hard every week. From a fan perspective, we're facing another street team. We're a street team that has no chance of the playoffs this year. If we won out, we would still not make the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you've already got the eight losses. It's, that's I'm probably in saying that. So, at this point, we're competing for draft picks. And basically, what just happened is we went down a draft order by by beating another shade team that's also competing for draft picks at this point. For the Jets fan, I'm not sure how to feel. Like, okay, cool, we won a game, but, like, not against anyone we should feel great about beating, A, and B, like, are we better off for having won this game? Not really. Yeah. But we would have been better off if we lost, to be frank. So yeah. It would have been better for my, my wallet. That and so, nice. what I want to get to basically is this: the Jets are so bad that they're even bad at being bad. Oh, huh. so like my fantasy team, basically. Yeah, it's just like this: like they're so shitty that they can't even be the worst team in the league, or the second worst team, or the third worst team, right? It. 
They're going to win enough games. Watch this. I'm, I'm going to make a prediction right now. The Jets are not going to have a top five draft pick. The Jets are going to somehow play themselves at the top five. I'm just going to be like a sixth or seventh draft pick this year. I mean, how funny would it be if they beat the Eagles? Who knows? Who knows? It's not about the Jets to put a string together a three-game win streak right now. What do they do that? And that, and they were like six, seven, eight pick or something like that. I mean, if it, if it's any consolation, Zach Wilson looks fucking horrible. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get any favors at the quarterback position. That's for goddamn sure. I'm putting it on the board right now, or my notes actually. Oh wow, he's putting it on the board as a pick. That's amazing. All right, well, let's get over to Fly Birdies Fly. New York Giants thirteen, Eagles seven. New York uh, Eagles die. I like that. Uh, New York Giants have won two straight games versus the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost the previous eight. Fuck you, Mike. As I just talked over David Silver. Fuck. Mike was actually over at my house earlier. It was nice. Oh, how's he doing? Smoked one with him. It was good. Hanging out. Showed him. Uh, showed him the little uh, podcasty uh, mixer thing that I'm going to take over when I go to his uh, house and uh do a live interview we'll call you and put you through the podcast that'll be interesting so 13 7 um okay i want to touch on one person and he plays for your team and i'm going at it again he is brutal saquon barkley is bad i'm gonna say it he is not Saquon Barkley is not a top 20 back in the NFL right now. You're right. I'm sad. And because of the injuries, he would have been great. But too many injuries. I don't know if he's going back ever. Same with CMC, though. Yeah. Like two great talents, and they're just fucking, you know. Injury prone. I know the term supposedly doesn't exist, but I mean, these two guys are just, it's unbelievable. But with Barkley, injuries like have a like, capital potential. If his potential was like a 99, it's like a 79 now. Yep. It's like down 20 points, I think, just because of the injuries and what they've done to his running ability. Yeah, I think if the Giants choose not to sign him, they're definitely going to get uh, a pretty nice freebie, a uh, decent, decent uh, discount. Someone's really going to get a nice discount signing him. So, see how it goes. Anything else about your Giants or your Eagles? I'm happy the Giants beat the Eagles because fuck the Eagles. Yeah, me too. That definitely pretty much sealed that uh, we're going to win the NFC East right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great favor. Thanks, New York. Appreciate it. You remember how the Eagles fucked us over last season? Oh, they can't do it this season. The Jets are going to beat them at this point. Well, the Eagles threw a game so the Giants could not win the division last year. So this is our revenge. Fuck you, Eagles. Die. Fuck you, Mike. Yeah, fuck you, Mike. Miami Dolphins 33 Panthers 10 I'm back on the bench bitch god he was horrible one good pass to DJ Moore and that's about it Tua Tego Vialuahua Majuahua highest completion percentage 87.1% in the game by a Miami quarterback with 30 plus pass attempts so, I said something on Sunday to Corey and he laughed very hard at it and then said, you have to say this on the podcast tomorrow. And I said, okay. And then we talked about it before the podcast, and we both forgot what it was. I remembered what it was midway through this podcast. So are you ready, Corey? Yes. It'll be, like, it'll be fresh for you now, because you forgot what I said. Fresh. Fresh as a daisy. Imagine being a fan of a team and just praying 
for Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold to come back. Yeah, that's right. Literally. Imagine that, though. Like, man. Savior, Sam Darnold. I can't. Like, I just. Amazing. I just don't get it. I really don't. No level of me understands that. Uh, fun fact, I played the fucking Miami Dolphins defense in fantasy that this week. That was fucking super cool. By play, you mean they were against you? 31 points, David Silverfuck. 31. Five sacks, three interceptions, a touchdown, a blocked kick, and a fourth down stop. And they only allowed between seven and 13 points and they get 10 points for that. So yeah, I mean, five sacks and three interceptions right there is fucking winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nasty. Uh, you know, I took the Houston defense because I thought they were going to again run house, but that was fucking not to be. This guy is fucking defense and his kicker scored 42, sorry, 52 points against me. I've also played fucking Nick Folk. Yeah, man. I lost a kicker defense of 52 fucking Fuck. Talk about luck, hey? Isn't this kind of amazing? Like, I'm just getting fucking worked in the worst ways every week. And here's the thing. Some people will use this to argue, like, oh, so defense kickers are relevant. And yes, they are. But you still can't draft them any higher. Because who would have predicted that Nick Folk would have been the top kicker this year? That's not who anyone would have taken. They would have taken fucking everybody else. Everybody else. Robbie. They would have taken Tucker. Anybody. They would have they would have taken fucking the guy from the Chiefs. Right? They were taking the, the people from the top offenses. You know, not fucking the Patriots kicker. No. So and and, and also if you drafted a defense early. The Dolphins defense? Really? That's who you would have taken? Knowing that they were going to do this well against the Panthers, whether at some at, at somehow somehow would have Cam Newton as their starting quarterback again. I saw a stat that I think he's 0-10 as a starter for uh their team getting back to his previous time as a starter in 2018. Yikes. So, uh, like, ten, 10 straight losses as a starter, and as a starter uh, between those different seasons. And, like, it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's fucking horrible. Well, fuck the What's Dolphins. Fun? Fuck the Panthers. You have, you have a bit of fun fact than me, or did I beat you on fun facts on this one? A Tua Tagovailoa, who would you a Wanuma, Wanuma, Rua? That was my... The highest completion percentage, 87.1% in a game by a Miami quarterback with 30-plus pass attempts ever. That was my fact. Okay. That's okay fact. Out of all the fucking Miami quarterbacks that have ever put on a fucking jersey and have made 30-plus pass attempts, that guy completed the highest percentage ever. All of them. All of them ever. That's a fucking pretty crazy stat because no one is high on Tua Tagovailoa Malualua. Nobody. So, just saying, I feel it's a pretty accurate uh, high-level stat. Fuck you for judging my fun facts, bitch. Never hear you coming up with fun facts. I just did. Oh, first one in 25 episodes. Want a fucking golden star, silver fuck? Good Lord Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Gillette Stadium. Patriots 36, Titans 13. Wow. Uh, wow. The last time the Patriots lost was when the Cowboys kicked the living shit out of them. Fuck you, Mac Jones and the Patriots. New England has outscored their opponents 135 to 33. Over their last three home games, the Titans are really struggling. They have officially had way too many injuries. I had no idea when I was talking about this game that A.J. Brown was going to be even close to the IR. 
Yeah. It like he was going to miss maybe a game and not even that. It sounded like it was game time. And then boom goes the dynamite. So that horrible. I, I mean, yeah, it's uh, the Titans. Every single time that we think the Titans are good, they just absolutely fucking blow it. So yeah, I, I don't know what to make of the Titans, especially without Derek. I, mean, I don't see them going in their playoffs. Like they're obviously going to be in the playoffs. But like, what are they going to do when they get there? I'm considering the Titans as almost as talk worthy as the Browns at this point in time because it's just like every single time we amp them up, they suck, and it's fucking annoying. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think of the Titans at this point. Tannehill had like 90 yards or some shit. Fuck Tannehill. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, not- I'm not sure what to make of him. It, like, he's good for a little bit for them, but like, I don't know. How about your Stevenson friend from New England? Are you going to be starting him anytime soon or what? No. Yeah, he sucks. Remember what I said? One week starter right there. Should yep. That one on the board. Hmm. Oh, you fucking hmm. You're really just hmm. I'm watching you, Silver. Fuck, I'm watching you. Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> I'm having fun with this one, ain't I? Cincinnati Bengals 41, Pittsburgh Steelers 10. Oh, I love this fun fact. Hello, Mittens, as you go in and out of the background. <laughs> That is trippy as fuck right there. Hello, Mittens. Ben Roethlisberger lost three straight starts versus Cincinnati for the first time in his career. Fuck you, Ben Roethlisberger. You're done. Retire. Worst decision to keep you this year. The Bengals are somehow still not in the playoffs. They are a wild card team right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamar Chase had a terrible game. Mins, you're tripping me out. Can you fuck <laughs> off? <laughs> Jamar Chase, 3.9 points in performance. Joe Burrow, 17.4 points. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Jamar Chase, please, dear God, score some touchdowns. You're killing me, bro. You're killing me. You got anything on the Steelers bungles? Oh, I want to talk about one thing. I got one question for you on the Steelers bungles. Yeah, shoot. So, how could what happened, bro? What happened with who? Which one? Najee Harris. I haven't yeah, heard your dumbass say that in a few weeks. How what happened, Silver? Fuck. What happened to your boy, Najee Harris? Fucking- uh, he was one of my picks this week, and I don't know what happened. What's going on over there, man? Oh no. I think it's just a symptom of the fact that that offense isn't good. He's the, the not that good. He's not no. that good. <clears throat> I think he is that good, but he can't do it without a good quarterback and probably a better offensive line, to be frank. Anytime that he's had any good amount of yardage, his attempts are through the fucking roof. He hmm. doesn't he does not have a good yards per carry. If you go look it up, I'm, I'll bet dollars to donuts that every single time that he's had any sort of 100-yard gain, it's on like 20, like 27 carries or something stupid. It's always ridiculous with him. He's not as good right this year. Maybe it is a byproduct of what's going on, but when he scores his big games, it's because it's just out of sheer fucking volume. Mm, volume like, is king. 122 games with one touchdown. He had 23 attempts to get to 122. He had 81 yards. He needed 24 attempts. He had 91 yards against Cleveland. He did 26 attempts. 62 yards against Chicago on 22 attempts. He had 105 yards, not 122. He had 105 yards on 26 carries. 12 attempts for 39 his yards per his average yards per carry are pretty fucking garbage. So, yeah, something I uh, something I was looking at. It, uh, I know he's got that PPR thing in there, but as a like an actual rusher, he uh, 
he needs at least 20 plus he needs 20 plus carries to hit 100 and even then he's not even guaranteed it again 62 91 81 on 22 26 and 24 carries so even if he gets plus 20 he's not guaranteed 100 yards that's bad for an nfl running back yeah that's fair is this the classic example of bad uh bad or okay real life and definitely good fantasy running back was that uh, the case you'll make on this one maybe i'm not sure yeah we have to wait a little bit he's still rookie give him a chance of course now he seems like he's more in the middle of happy feet and like being a beast so yeah i think he's has to figure out the league a little bit yeah falcons jaggers this one also fucked my betting ticket thanks fail clowns 21 jaguars 14 Here's a stat that's going to shock you. I'm, I was waiting to tell you this one. You ready? Yeah. Matt Ryan, 4-0 career record versus Jacksonville. Right? Studley. Studley. Got to count on Matt Ryan for something, right? Fucking Christ. couldn't remember which button i put it on i had to think about it uh what a horrible game uh, we didn't get to watch much of it but the only thing that i do know is kyle pitts sucks right now terrible and every time matt throws it to him interception so kyle pitts not good not starting uh don't think he's a top 10 tight end uh, yeah i can't i mean i think she might be in a fantasy right now but uh, uh i think it was like eight in ppr but still I agree. Kyle Pitts is concerning with his just lack of production, to be perfectly frank. I, I mean, I, I think everyone's starting to be a lot better than he's been. Maybe it's just a matter of him being a rookie. Maybe he's just been overhyped. And he's going to be one of these guys who just is a bust in the NFL. Um, I think it's too early to determine that right now. I'm not willing to call him a bust yet, but like he, if he doesn't perform better next year, then he'll be on that route. I think he's very similar to Najee Harris. Anytime Kyle Pitts has a good game, it's volume based. He needs like six to eight receptions to do anything. If he has anything below that, he's hot garbage. Oh, mm. That's the that's the case I'm going to make for Mr. Kyle Pitts. Okay. Mike Smith sucks. Uh, Matt Ryan, nice throw to Matt, Mike Smith. I know they highlighted that on Red Zone. Just fucking floaty doty one over to Mike Smith. And it was horrible. Didn't he was Mike Smith is wide open. Matt Ryan didn't get rushed. The ball didn't get deflected. He threw it like 15 fucking feet over Mike Smith's head. Horrible. Mike Davis. Davis, yeah, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Oh, Mike Smith used to be their coach, defensive coordinator. Okay, young gun. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> well, I know I'm getting your old age that you know you're supposed to get names big stuff. Oh, fuck, trust me, it's way more than the old age. Broncos 28, Chargers 13. Wow. Patrick Sertan the second is the first defensive rookie in Denver with two interceptions in a game since week three in 1989. Steve Atwater. Was the last man to do that? That's a, do you even know who Atwater? Probably not. Actually, I've heard that name before. Where could you go? Two interceptions in a game. Good game. Um, you know who are the same two teams? One is an AFC and one of is an NFC, but they're twins. You ready for this hot take? I know you're gonna love this hot take. You ready for it? Yeah. Chargers and the Cowboys are the same team. Really. Explain. Oh, they're carbon copies of each other. The uh, only- I, would just, I would have given you the benefit of the doubt and said the Cowboys are better than the Chargers. We're slightly better because we beat them, but we have the same flaws in the exact same positions, except for the fact that we have like one better guy in the secondary, but we both have a pretty decent defensive line. Our linebackers are like whatever. Secondaries give up big plays frustrating to watch our offense uh eckler and ezekiel elliott are pretty much the same person at this point they always get banged up 
when they have good games, it's like fucking amazingly good. But at the same time, they just are like injury prone. They're both going to get banged up at some point. And our receivers are basically the same. We have some good, tall, speedy receivers, but like Amar- I think Amari Cooper and CD Lamb are pretty much Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And uh, Jared Cook is uh, Dalton Schultz. So that's uh, that's my breakdown of both of them. I think AFC, NFC twins right there at this point in time. And they keep playing teams that they just like, I don't know. They just It looked like the Broncos played the exact same game and beat the exact same team, but in a different uniform. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I hate making that correlation between the two, but you know. Yeah, no bothers you. Unfortunately, I watch too much football. So, all right. Rams, Packers, Packers 36, Rams 28, 420 days for an OBJ touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 4 0 career record at home versus the LA Rams, including the playoffs. The dude's ridiculous. How did AJ Dillon do? Pretty well. Not both. Well. Carson, though. <laughs> I know. It was close, though, wasn't it? It was close than I thought it was going to be. I know, right? Yeah. I told you. I still think Dillon's not going to be that after their bye week, but whatever. I know, but it was about this week. I think I was right on that one. I think it was. Yeah. No. For the record, what we're talking about is I was trying to decide really between Dylan and Patterson for my flex in my Randall League, which, by the way, was a mute, mute point. I got killed in my Randall League. The person <laughs> had Fournette. So, in all fairness, they had like the best player for this week in fantasy on their team. I'd really know. Like, Fournette was pretty much the margin of victory between me and the random person that beat me. So, like, all right, whatever. Uh, so it didn't really matter who I started my flex, but uh, we were trying to passion in Dylan basically, and uh, Corey was really high on Dylan. I ended up just dropping Dylan for uh, Cream Hunt, who I'm going to probably use later in the, the uh, season, um, especially now that McCaffrey, who from the not league, is out, and he's my RB one. Uh, Hunt will be useful for me, so I think more so than Dylan will be going forward. Yeah, I, ho- I mean, I hope so. As an Aaron Jones owner. And Ezekiel Elliott being a little bit injured now. I mean, fuck, that would be great. So, yeah. See, how about uh, Aaron Donald choking people again? Fucking psycho. Jesus Christ. That guy just doesn't know when to quit, does he? Listen, you got to have passion for the game. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel the same way about Miles Garrett. Oh, fuck. What a guy. What a guy. That man has more passion for football in his hand that grabbed the helmet off that guy and fast <laughs> and you have your entire body, Corey. Right? Oh, no about that, buds. <laughs> Miles Garrett is a football player's football player. I wish you would have seen me play just one game. That's it, one game. I wish you would have seen me just take out like a couple of people. I'm fucking tell you. I would love to see at some point in their careers those two play together because it'd be hilarious. Could happen. Them, them, and if he's still around, I'm up soon. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Just get those three together. Uh, that would be hilarious. Please, can that happen? I mean, Sue and Don, uh, Donald already played together. That sure. happened. But if you're going to be the other, like, you're going to do a 3 4 defense with those three as the defensive line. That's all you would need. You wouldn't, like, then have, yeah, four linebackers and, you know, just go for that, right? Like, I was unhappy that I was wrong about this game. Very unhappy. San Francisco 49ers 34, Minnesota Vikings 26. I called it when I called it, you know? Every single fucking time I pick the fucking bikes, they fucking blow it. Debo Samuel is the first wide receiver with two rushing touchdowns in a game in the Super Bowl era. How about that? I'm on fire with my facts today, motherfucker. Yeah! 
That's a good one, actually. I like that one. Thank you. Adam Thielen had an RA day. Uh, big news. Dalvin Cook, see you later. Yeah. Uh, as, a guy, as a guy who's torn a labrum, let me tell you, is not fun at all. For the first like week, even when you're like coughing or laughing, it's a fucking, it's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, I had a three inch tear in my labrum. I had a really serious tear, and uh, it was like bulging out on the outside of my shoulder. Like it was, it was a bad tear. Um, so I've like I've yeah I've been I've been down that one hard. Uh, put me out for almost a year. So um, yeah. I much love to Dalvin Cook. I hope that you feel better uh, as soon as possible. But yeah, dislocated shoulder uh, and a torn labrum for Dalvin Cook. That is horrible, to say the least. Um, also want to mention Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to miss one or two games with a groin injury. I had an MRI on that uh, as well. And uh, yeah, so big movers and shakers. Uh, Brandon Ayuk stock goes up. Uh, Alexander Madison, which I am an owner of, stock goes up. Uh, Madison immediately into RB1 status because he's just a fucking Dalvin Cook clone. So uh, that is an easy one. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the 49ers do without Debo because he literally seems to be the entire fucking offense. Right? Yeah. He's their corrupt person. Yep. Big time. Yeah. Eli Mitchell's definitely dropped off. He's uh, he's had some good rushes. Uh, yesterday was finally a decent game for him, but that's the first time he's done well in about three, four weeks. So interesting over there. Browns Ravens. Uh, I didn't watch most of this game. Uh, oh, I was busy doing a few things. It didn't make me want to turn it on at all. It sounded fucking horrible, horrible. Here's my fun fact. And this is this is a fun fact for two reasons, just because of the fact itself, but the reason who he beats is why I like this one. Lamar Jackson is the first starting quarterback to win a game with four plus interceptions since week 17 in 2013. Who did he beat? The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Uh, I've been waiting to deliver that one all day. <laughs> Oh, man. You know you're good when you beat out Andy fucking Dalton, eh? Good God. 16 to 10 Ravens over the Browns. I mean, what a shit game. What a shit fucking game. Yeah, you barely beating a bad team. It's not good. Uh, I, I don't know what to make the Ravens right now. Either. That whole AFC North is fucking buck. Not, not a good win. Not a good win. No. No. And again, the Bengals default uh, to the best team in that division, I feel. But uh, let's wait till next week and see if they lose by 50 fucking points or fucking, oh, boy. Wait till they put up a stinker. Yeah. All right, last one, buds. Seahawks, 15. Washington football team, 17. I had the fact ready because I thought it was going to happen. Are you ready for it? Here it is. Russell Wilson lost four straight starts for the first time in his career. Woo, doggy, I was waiting for it, Brooke. I was waiting for it, and it delivered. Woo-wee. Yeah, Seattle sucks. I think they're not going to make the playoffs. Three wins, eight losses. I think eight losses is the magic number to put you out at this point in time. Uh, I mean, eight losses puts you in the company of such teams as the New York Jets, fucking great company to be in, don't you think? Uh, also, only two losses away are the uh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> uh, you know, terrible this year. Terrible. I mean, the Texans. Texans have only one more loss than the Seahawks. Yeah. The Dolphins have one less loss. The Jaguars have one more loss. Do we think Pete Carroll's going to retire after this year? I think he's going to. He's because he's old at this point. Like, after a bad season, you might want to like just kind of like not do it again. We're putting it on the board. Corey believes that Pete Carroll will not be the head coach at the end of the year. I'm taking it. You can join yeah. if you want to, but I'm taking it. He will not be there. It's it. Pete is done. Yeah. And 
if it isn't on his own will, he's got to be talked to making it on his own will. Because it's, I think it's over over there. They need to change something up. And Pete has to go. They've literally changed up everything else. Defensive coordinators, offensive position coaches, offensive coordinators. It's time, Pete. You fucking cheating asshole. Done. Your third favorite team was on by this week, along with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, two of the best teams in the NFL right now. That rounds out week 12, our reaction episode. David Silverfuck, what say you? Well, the Giants and Jets both won in the same week. Or I believe the second time this season now that's happened twice and uh, that's always a miracle so I guess it was a good week from that regard and um, you know Cowboys also lost the same week I mean I, I can't ask for much more in real football one two in football I'm not super happy with um, but you know, I should still make the playoffs in all three leagues. I'm still on track to do that. So, as long as that happens, you know, the playoffs all that really matter. So, we got a few more weeks till that happens. And hope to get a few more wins, get myself in a good position in terms of seeding. I am not making the playoffs this year. I also have eight losses. So, I am putting myself officially out. I am currently up for the number three draft pick and if i can just get down into the bottom and tie everybody for the bottom i'm immediately number one because i can't score points to save my fucking life i am by far the lowest point score in the year this year you told me that you're a fantasy owner of a team that has been good historically at least in the recent past and it has eight losses now. So you're saying that you're the Seahawks of your fantasy football league. I am not the Seahawks uh, of my fantasy football league because I have been to the finals every single year for the last five fucking years. Uh, and the Seahawks haven't done that. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a strange year. I know that THC needs to be involved in the draft. When I woke up in the morning in Portugal at 5.30 in the fucking morning, I didn't have time to smoke. I just had to get shit going. And uh, that was obviously detrimental to the draft process. So uh, I am I am ready for next year already. Super excited. And, uh, you know, say la vie. I hope I get to spoil a couple, to be honest with you. My three games left. I'm playing some of the top teams. But... You know, oh well. Oh, spoiler, play spoiler. Oh, I'm trying for sure. I made that trade. I'm the only guy who made a fucking deadline deal. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying. I really, you know, my pride is way too strong and my ego is way too, uh, too much for me that I can't go out easy. I have to try and still, you know, New York jets it and just win games randomly and fuck up my draft position. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I got two games left and uh, they're against, yeah, two teams that are in the top five. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not expecting anything big. My luck is terrible this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, good luck. Thanks. Good luck to you. You too. I know you're going to whoop ass. So you'll be fine. You'll get there. Um, bam. All right, everybody. Let's get the sh- fuck out of this thing. Stop this recording. Where are we at? There we go. Goodbye, everybody. Peace.